gracious heavenly father we thank you thank you once again for this marvelous opportunity that you've given us to praise your holy name to worship you to honor you for you are worthy to be praised we glorify you this morning in this atmosphere we glorify you from our hearts and from our mouths and from our lives oh god we're so thankful Holy Spirit, in the name of Jesus, sweep through here, heal, deliver, and set those kept that are in captivity free this morning. I thank you, Lord God, for your grace and your mercy being upon us. And I thank you, Lord God, that you are with us in every step that we take, in every move that we make. Thank you that your word will not return unto your void this morning, but that it will do that which you have sent it to do in the name of Jesus. We decree and declare that we are the head and not the tail, that we are on top and not beneath, that we are blessed inwardly and outwardly, that everything we touch will multiply. In Jesus' name, we decree and declare that it is so, and so it is. Amen. Come on, let's praise God. Hallelujah. I know y'all can do better. I know. back with you all on uh, this morning. Amen. It's good to, to see you guys, and it's good to be seen. Hey, you got you to gotta pray for Pastor Robin and I. We're still on that Las Vegas time, and hey, we're like, what is it, four hours behind, three hours in, but thank God by his grace. Leaders, forgive me. I, I tried to meet y'all this morning, but my body was operating on vacation time, and but I'm here. Amen. Amen. And uh, thank God for Pastor Robin being here with us. And we were we were able um, we were able to get a um, you all may be seated. We were able to get uh, some much needed rest. It had been it had been some time that her and I were able to get away. We've been doing so much with the uh, children and. Um, just making sure everything is flowing properly with the ministry and other things that were happening uh, in our lives. And so I'm a, I'm a firm believer of, of getting away and getting your rest, even if it's two days, three days, just shutting down. I believe if you don't shut down, your body and life will shut you down. So um, it was so well needed, and Pastor Robin surprised me. I did not... I did not know, yeah, and so she surprised me uh, with that uh, trip to Vegas for my birthday, and so, honey, just thank you again. It was so marvelous. We just, we just enjoyed each other's company. That's all we did. You know, we, we wasn't running here and there and didn't go shopping. We just ate and enjoyed each other's uh, company. Thank God for good company. <laughs> thank God for good company. Um, um, again, didn't know I was going, so it was a surprise, and it was a good surprise. Well, I want to jump, dive right back into this um, word that the Lord has been having me to share with you all concerning the fabulous life in Christ. I know we're in a new month, and um, we're moving on to um, some, some other revelations that God has given for me to share with you all 
um, but the Lord just would not have me to move on uh, too quickly from uh, this fabulous life because I think that many people uh, in the body of Christ, they're going to church and we're churching and we know God from a religious perspective, but we really don't know how to live the abundant life in Christ and be a great witness to others that God has a better life for them. And so I want you to understand that um, even as Pastor Robin and I was um, traveling, uh, one of the prayers that I pray uh, before we leave our home or leave our family, leave the ministry, is um, I'm very detailed in my prayer life. I want you to understand that prayer is everything. Say that with me. Prayer is everything. Because we're, we're going to the Lord and we're thanking God for what he's already done. But we're also aligning our lives according to his word. His word says to remind him of his word. So when I'm reminding God of his word, I don't have to beg him. I don't have to make him. That's why he said, remind me of what my word says about you. So today I'm going to be sharing some very powerful scriptures that the Lord has given for me to share with you all. So that you can understand that God did not call you to be stuck. I'm going to say that again. God did not call you uh, to be stuck, but God has a plan uh, and a purpose for your life. And it's greater than what you have seen, and it is greater than what you have experienced. I want you to look at your neighbor and prophesy for a moment this morning. I want you to say, the Lord has more. Now I want you to look at somebody else and say it like you believe it. The Lord has more. And I want the person next to you to act like they at least believe and receive what you're saying. The Lord has, Lord has more for me. Lord has more for me. I ain't worried about my haters. I ain't worried about my enemies. Not worried about people that talk about me behind my back. I'm not worried about. I'm not worried about those Judases, people that love me and still don't love me. I'm not worried about people that's plotting and planning against me or got their own agenda. God's got more for me. God's got more for you. I don't care what it looks like. God's got more for you. I don't care what it seems like. God has more for you. I don't care how many mistakes you or bad decisions you have made. God has more for you. Your best days are not behind you. Your best days are right in front of you and if you ain't going with me get out of my way because i'm coming through if you ain't going with me somebody better let somebody know if you ain't going god's got a plan for our lives but if you ain't going with me get out of my way because i'm going all the way yes i am yes i am yes i am uh-huh yes i am Amen. What do you do when God has more for you? You know, I, I don't understand. I don't understand lazy folk. I don't understand lazy Christians. Folk can shout and jump all Sunday morning, but they walk out the door and they don't do nothing with the plan of God for their life. To the prophesy and let somebody know God's got more for you. It's time for you to tap into the more. Amen. Please be seated. We've been sharing with you concerning the fabulous life and while life on earth 
when you look at it, I've been sharing how it's just a dress code. Just going through some formalities in life if you don't know God has more. You know, can you imagine that, Terrell, how boring and complacent life could become for so many when they just living life without Christ. And I'm talking about life without Christ. I'm not just talking about because you go to church doesn't necessarily mean that Christ is the head of your life. It doesn't necessarily mean that you're being led by the Spirit of God. Is it possible to be in your own will, doing your own thing, and it feel good for such a season that over time you believe it to be God? It's very possible. But when you're in the rhythm of God, you are going to go through many afflictions. The Bible says many are the afflictions of the righteous. What is an affliction? It's a storm, things you'll go through. Uh, people will come up against you. People will lie on you. Things that, that, that seem to be working for everyone else, sometimes it just won't work for you. Sometimes it seems like you're working twice as hard and you're still not getting as much as someone else that doesn't try as hard as you try. Now, I just want you to understand, I've given you the description of living a life in Christ. That's why Jesus said, if you can't suffer with me, you can't reign with me. It is the suffering that a person will go through that will fortify you for all of the victories that are in your future. It is the storms you go through that will fortify you for all of the victories in your future. Many people don't get a chance to experience all the victories in their future because they quit before they get there. They let the storms dictate to them a future outcome that they haven't even stepped into yet. Whatever storm I'm going through is about to get behind me and work in my favor. So I'm not going to trip over the storm even though I don't like the storm. I'm not going to quit over the storm even though I don't like the storm. I'm not going to throw in the towel because I'm in a storm, but I understand that those things that come up against me, God turns it and he causes it to work for me. There's some of you in here today, you're right at a pivotal point in your life. And the decision that you make is going to determine the outcome of your victory. You can't quit, you can't stop, you can't murmur, you can't complain. You got to keep on praising, keep on moving forward, and keep to the assignment. The assignment is real. One thing I can tell you, the assignment is real. I've been on this assignment for over 30 plus years and God has been faithful. I've served with people in ministry before I was a pastor who quit, who, 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 who threw in the towel, who tried to do it their own way, who schemed on my pastor, schemed on the, the ministry, had their own backdoor agendas, but I stayed to the task. And I can tell you, it always comes out better for the ones that stay to the task. The amazing thing about the task of God is you don't know what your next step is going to be because it's not you making it. I'm not talking about living. I'm not talking about existing. 
We see all through the Bible people that existed, people that lived, people that, that hooked, people that crooked, people that, that did it their own way. I think about the children of Israel, that every time they did it their own way, they ended up getting in a storm and God had to send a word, send a prophet to get them out of the storm. I love God that he can send a word through a prophet and it can shift your whole life in one moment. I, I love that about God. God is not a man. He don't have to argue with you. He don't care how big your, how big your, your team is. He don't care how big your clique is. Isn't it amazing God calls Moses. Moses is doing the will of God and God calls Moses and say, Moses, Aaron and Miriam is talking about you in the secrecy, in the privacy of their own home because they have an agenda against you. I want you to understand, I don't care who's plotting against you in your job, in your career, in your church. It doesn't matter who they are. Those that plot against the will of God are going to come down. Notice, notice what I said. Those that plot against the will of God. And most people don't know the will of God in their life because they don't want to follow a leader that God leads. Miriam and Aaron thought they heard from God. Miriam was a prophetess. Aaron was a prophet. They thought they heard from God. They knew it in their spirit. Other folks had, had, had come to them and convinced them that they were hearing and seeing more than Moses. But God told Moses, he said, Moses, come here. Tell Miriam and Aaron, come here. I need to meet with him. I need to meet with them because I'm about the curse who I blessed that I put on your team. There's some people on your team that ain't for you, but God's about to expose them in this season. This is a word from the Lord. This is a season of exposure. Everybody that's slick ain't going to get away with their slickness. But God said you keep on praising and you keep doing what God has called you to do and you watching, I've been doing this for 30 plus years. I've seen the best of them come. I've seen, I've, I'm talking about, I've seen big names, great names. None of that means anything. Tell somebody, I just want to praise God. I want to be in the will of God. God's about to upgrade me. And I don't want nothing to get in the way. I don't want nothing to get in the way. I don't want nothing to get in the way. I love my family. I don't want them to get in the way. I love my wife dearly. Y'all know it. I don't want her to get in the way. People are asking me, what would you do outside of God? There ain't nothing for, I might as well die. For me, I might as well die. He's my lifeline. He's fed me. He's kept me. He's sustained me. He delivered me. He's given me money and resources. And I'm not going to try to figure it out now. My life's too blessed to try to figure out what would I do if I wasn't a man of God. Die, I might as well. He couldn't make me a great lawyer and I'd be happy. He couldn't make, not me, he couldn't make me a great doctor. I mean, he couldn't make me a billionaire, I'd be happy. Why? I got so much joy and happiness now, I couldn't answer the question. Because I don't know what he's going to do next. And if I start thinking about it, I'm going to get in trouble because I'm going to start trying to plan how I'm going to do and get more. He's been too good to me. Somebody tell your neighbor, I got to be honest. I do want more. 
I do want to know how the future looks. I do want everything to work in my favor. But I can't stop trusting him now. I can't start trying to figure this out now. I didn't know I'd be where I am. There's some moves, Mama Joyce, that sometimes I be wanting to make, and I say, but I can't make it because I don't know the outcome. I know that's what I want to do. I know that's what I want to make believe in my mind God is telling me to do, but if it ain't lining up with the order of God, go to, go to Psalms 37. Upgrade. God is upgrading you. Promotion is all in the air. I'm sorry. I'm just so excited. Promotion. I've seen this thing. Faithfulness pays off. I don't care who you are. Listen, don't you quit. Don't you fret. Don't you stop. Don't you shift. God knows your address. He know where he placed you. He know where he put you. And his blessings are not going to meet you over here because you made a move over there. God says, I already know where you are. I'm God and I change not. heart goes out. I've seen this down through the years. Good people making bad decisions and choices based on emotions, age, or stage of life. Based on emotions or stage of life or seasons that they're in that are temporary if they're a praiser. If you're a praiser, you're going to always win. If you're a praiser, you're going to always come out on top. If you continually put God first, he's going to make a way for you. I, you can't tell me nothing different. If you didn't come to church to hear the truth of the word, you didn't come to the right place. I want somebody to know even when it's working against you, it's working for you. And whatever God blesses, you ain't seen nothing yet. You ain't seen nothing yet. I didn't been there, man. I didn't been in seasons of, of being not married. I didn't been in seasons of being lonely. I didn't been in seasons of being empty. I didn't been in seasons of being broke. And I was faithfully serving in the church. And God would tell me, keep on being faithful, sir. Keep on serving, sir. Keep on. I didn't understand mantles were passed down, positions were not. God's about to do something for you, and I don't know who you are, but I receive it. I, I, who is me? <laughs> God's about to do something great. God's about to do something. Let's look at this Psalm 37, and as we're turning there, I want to remind you, and read this, and you're hearing again, the fabulous life. While life on earth is just the dress rehearsal before the real production you will spend far more time on the other side, talking about of eternity, the other side of death in eternity than you will here. So as I've been reminding you, don't make permanent decisions over temporary situations in your life. Everything and everyone in your life is temporary. Ooh, that's a hard pill to swallow. Your child, your favorite baby is temporary in your life. Either you're going to go before them or God, no, we don't want none of our children to go before us. But it will be either way. 
is only temporary. Your best, best, best BF is only temporary. Your best outfit, your wonderful husband is great as a husband I am to my wife. I'm only temporary in her life. Oh, y'all better hear what I'm saying here. Because if we get this revelation, you'll start living your best life. Let me go over here for a minute. When you get that revelation right there, you'll stop tripping over stuff and people and things that don't even matter because it's only temporary. Matter of fact, you will enjoy your haters a little bit better because they're only temporary. But you will grab hold to the people you love a little harder because they're only temporary. Elder Danny wasn't, she wasn't mad at her church or her preacher, her spiritual father, mother, when her mother left her because she was prepared for her mother to leave. She didn't go to one of them churches that told you everything is just going to be perfect and everything. No, 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 no. You need somebody to tell you the truth, boo. Everybody in your life is going to leave you. So why chase the air? When you got everything you need in this season. Isn't it amazing how the enemy always make you look at what you don't have and makes you miss what you do have? Let's look at this Psalms. Go ahead, read that, Pastor Robin. Psalms 37. Let's look at uh, verse 23. Father, we love you. Thank you for telling us the truth, God giving us strength to live our lives so we can't be fooled by the enemy. When the Bible says the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy, he's saying that he will steal and rip you off of your time here in the earth that is only temporary and is only for a moment because he'll always get you thinking about what you don't have. If anybody came in here today thinking about what you don't have, you've already lost because that's what the enemy does to defeat us. But when we think about the goodness of God, how he kept us and sustained us and delivered us. And, huh? God was sustaining me before my wife came. Oh, y'all don't want to talk to me. God was sustaining you before your children came. Matter of fact, God is the one sustaining what you think is yours in the first place. What do you really possess that you can keep when you leave? Mm. See, you don't learn how to, Michelle, uh, you don't learn how to praise God until you realize he is my way maker, he is my source, he's my deliverer, he's my healer, he's my all in all, he's my alpha, he's my omega, he's my beginning, he's my end, he's my all in between. I didn't come to be lifted up, I came to lift him up. To be lifted up. I'm a messenger of his goodness. And if you believe it as a child of God and you grab hold of it, it will strengthen you to know that whatever God has for me and for my family, it's coming to pass because I just trust God. I don't. Failure, failure is not, failure is not a part of my life. Failure is not a part of your life. Say that with me. Failure is not a. Wherever you stop, it stops. Wherever you throw in the towel, that's where it ends for you. 
There are some people, please be seated. I was having a conversation with God some years ago, and I was, I was saying, as a pastor, I was saying, God, you put certain people in my life, and I know, I know their place in this ministry. And I was talking to him because several of them had walked out the door, and I said, God, I'm kind of confused, so I don't know what to do unless you tell me, because they were a part of the story. He said, yeah, but they weren't a part of the next chapter. Whoever leaves the story is no longer part of the chapter, and whatever I had for them, I'll put on someone else. I said, God, you don't lose, do you? He said, it's impossible to lose when you're the winner. He said, tell my children they're born again to be winners. Stop quitting. Stop throwing in the towel. Stop talking about what ain't working and start praising God for what is working. Start talking about I'm the head and I'm the tail, not the tail. Start saying I'm on top and not beneath. Start saying here comes my wife. Here comes my husband. Here comes my children. Whatever I don't have now, here comes my money. It's in the next chapter. It's in chapter 15. I'm only in chapter 3. Don't throw in the towel, okay? Don't throw in the towel, don't throw in the towel. What you did yesterday was just testing the water for where you're going. Think about how much you learned on yesterday. Please be seated. Psalms 37, 23, Pastor Robin, please read. It's just hard for me when I look at all of God's babies and I already know you're victorious. But this is how the enemy gets you. He'll have you fighting your brother, whether it's in your natural family or your spiritual family. He has you fighting people on the job. He has you fighting your pastor. He has you fighting your church. He has you talking about your money. He has you talking about everything that ain't right. So you're defeated. Whatever you talk about is programming you to be what you're saying. So when somebody asks me, what would you do if you weren't pastoring or you weren't leading God's people? And I couldn't come up to answer because today I know why I would need to die. Because the greatest call that I have on my life is to see other people come to fruition in what God has called them to. I'm a problem solver to people. So the money wouldn't do it for me. So whatever I would do that would make good money, because I know ways to make money. And trying to get people excited to think something's going to happen for them to get it, that ain't how you get it. You could be doing too much. <laughs> Flipping real estate, selling cars. Huh? If you're a street dude, selling drugs. If There's many ways to make. When I was in the world, I was always a hustler. I never had a problem. Only problem I had was me. Thought too highly of myself. I know I got a few of me's in here. Some of you look at me right in my eyes, right now. I had to get out the way and let God come in. You want a good marriage? Get out of the way and let God come in. You want a great husband? Get out of the way and let God come. You want a great wife? Get out of the way and let God come in. Because whatever you pick, whatever you choose, it's going to be in your own power and strength. And what you choose, you will lose. Get that in your notes. What you choose, you will lose. 
What's a man to gain the entire world and lose his soul? Don't you ever forget that, son. You're called to be a preacher first. But God don't make anybody. God doesn't make anybody serve him. God calls us to the highest and greatest experience that you could ever have in your life. Do you realize every last one of you all in here are called to do ministry? Every last one of you. And ain't nobody in here, ain't none of you better than the other. You have different gifts, you have different talents, you have different, just like in the natural, you have different abilities. And when we work together, God is glorified. That's why the enemy doesn't want you to work together. He don't want you to work with your brother. He don't want you to work with your sister. He doesn't want you, he wants you to create division even in your own life. If, he, if, if there's division, he creates strife. If there's strife, he's able to come in and he's able to steal. He's a thief. He comes in, he'll steal your peace, he'll steal your joy, he'll steal your, huh? But this joy that I'm talking about today, this joy that you see me shouting about and jumping around in, is because the world didn't give it to me. So this joy that I have, uh, man, me and my wife just got back from a wonderful vacation. She, she can't give me that joy. I can't give her that joy. This joy is the joy of the Lord. This is the joy you need when everybody in your life acting crazy. Your wife ain't talking to you. You ain't got a husband yet. You ain't got a wife. You just self-frustrated. You ever been self-frustrated? <laughs> Y'all cracking me up this Sunday morning. You ever just been self-frustrated? Ain't nobody there and you pissed off. You just, you pissed off to be pissed off. You, you make up something to believe you pissed off about. Some of y'all, I wish I could record y'all and play it back. Some of y'all get in line to come ask me to pray for y'all for some retarded stuff. You, you know it was retarded when you asked me. You just, you just wanted somebody else to hear what you need to say with that, at that retarded moment. You ever been retarded? I have. I have. You ever been retarded? You ever? <laughs> you just been retarded. Man ain't coming together. Thoughts don't make no sense. Just, just, act, just acting dumb. Don't even know why you acting dumb. But you know you acting dumb. We all been there. But God, in spite of our dumbness, yes, huh, somebody say, but God. But God. Huh? But God. Why, why wouldn't you serve him? Why wouldn't you honor him? What do you mean you tired? You tired of being an usher? You, you, what do you mean you tired? You tired of serving? You tired of being an elder? You tired of being a minister? You what do you mean you tired? How can you? Be tired of serving God. Because you don't quit on your church. You don't quit on your pastor. You quit on God. You quit on your assignment. Shatabaka. Huh? Mmm. Mmm. God's a rewarder. All right, go ahead, Pastor Robert. The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, and he delights in his way. What, what did we say last week and the week before about Brother Job? Bible talked about how God blessed Job. Y'all remember that? How God favored Job. And he said he favored him because he pleased him. In my 30 plus years of being in ministry and serving God now, I find out God blesses those that please him. <laughs> I've been around a little while and I've seen people come into church. I've seen people go and I ain't just talking about here. I'm talking about just growing in ministry, in life, because you'll see people, people like, like homelessness. People have a vagabond spirit, spiritually. They jump, they jump churches, they jump relationships, they, they just always, there's something wrong with a place, a person, or a thing, never them. 
But through my years of consistency with God, that's why some of you always come and when you celebrate me on my on Father's Day or my birthday, you say, Apostle, I thank you because I've had people say, out of everybody in my life, you and Pastor Robin are the only ones that have been consistent. They said, when, when, when I flake, you don't flake. When I trip, you don't trip. Well, what they did not know, and I want y'all to know now, I learned it through what I suffered, and what I suffered, I stayed still, and I went through it, and I'm still with Apostle Wayne T. Jackson and Dr. Beverly. My life is full of consistency. Not, you know, some of y'all is like dancers. You're over here, you're over here, you're over here, you're over there. Now they got social media, you, you're clicking over. You got a word over here, you got a word over here, got a word. Now you got 25 prophets and you still ain't went nowhere. Come on back home to the one God gave you. <laughs> the steps, we're talking about the fabulous life. I didn't know when I was cleaning toilets at Great Faith Ministries. I didn't know God was blessing me in the toilet. Yeah, I cleaned the toilets at the church. I picked up the paper at the church. I didn't know I was living a fabulous life because God showed me had I not been doing that, where I would have been, I wouldn't have been in the story and I wouldn't have made it to chapter three and chapter four. That was chapter one. I started in the ministry cleaning toilets without complaining. Everybody in the ministry wanted to carry Apostle and Dr. Beverly's briefcase. Everybody wanted to be an armor bearer, be on security detail. Everybody, I said, God, why did everybody get to be seen? Nobody sees who cleans the toilet. God said, because only what you do in secret. He said, their reward, check this, what he told me. He said, their reward is going to be from the people they're trying to impress, impress in the church. That's what he told me. And he says, listen to me, son. If you do what I'm calling you to do, in the next chapters, they still going to be doing what they were doing then because that's their reward. God has more. God has more. Stop trying to figure this out on your own. God has more. You come to church. You find your area where God's called you to serve. You submit your gift, your talent, your ability to the ministry. You help other people that need help in the ministry as they come in. You bring people in. This is your assignment. And God said, I'll bless your life exceedingly abundantly. I believe if I was just a businessman and I made billions, I believe me and my wife would not be married. So I can't imagine not doing what I'm doing because it keeps me honest. It's the God factor. It's the God factor. It's the why, why, Monique, why you didn't slap the taste out of her mouth when you knew she deserved it? It was the God factor. 
So now Sister Monique didn't slap the taste out of whoever that mouth, person's mouth was. She didn't go to jail. She ain't in prison. She... <laughs> Living for God will cause you to tap into a life you don't even know is in your future. Living for the devil will set you up to come into a life that you didn't even know was in your future to rip you off, to steal from you, to kill you, and to destroy you. But when you live for God, oh, shut up. I, I got a feeling somebody's getting it this morning. It's upgrade time in my life. I'm upgrading to the God factor. I want what God wants. I don't understand the season I'm in. I don't understand the emptiness, the loneliness. I don't understand sometimes when I feel incomplete. I don't understand sometimes when I don't have enough money, but I got enough to do what I need to do and God sustaining me. I don't understand a lot of things, but this one thing I've made up in my mind, God has never left me. God has never forsaken me. And he said, all things are going to work together for the good of them that love the Lord. I just believe. Huh, Pastor Paul, I don't know how. I don't know when certain things are going to work out. But I know I'm doing what he called me to do. I know I'm doing what he told me to do. And even I can tell my family, my children, my wife, baby, when it don't look like we have enough, we're in the best place that we could ever be in. That means God is about to upgrade us. He's, he's our source. He's our source. Here, shut up. Please be seated. Go ahead, Pastor Robert. Read that again and then continue to read. I'm sorry, y'all. I'm excited for y'all. I am. I'm excited. Don't you quit. Don't follow the quitters. And there's nothing wrong with the quitters. They like the prodigal son. They mean well just making poor decisions. Make sure your decision is not based on your feelings or their feelings. You make your decisions based on you know where God told you. You know where God put you. You know where God planted you. And you know what God said to you. And you grab hold of that. And you hold on until the bush releases everything that God has for you. That's what I did. I can only tell you what I did. I met Apostle Jackson 30 almost 34 years ago, and I'm still with him, and it's working, and any of my brothers and sisters in Christ, if you happen to be tuning in and streaming, you watching right now, and for whatever reason, you got distracted and you got off the track, get back on the track, God's got more, God ain't finished with you yet, God ain't done with you yet, don't try to do it in your own power, it don't, it don't make a difference how much money or stuff you have, you want to be in the will of God, and once you learn how to suffer with him, You'll reign with him. I feel like there's some reigners in here. I feel like there's some people in here that's going to reign. I'm a reign in my career. I'm a reign in my job. I'm reigning this year in school for Jesus. I'm going to be a witness. Be a witness to his love. I'm going to be a witness to his power. I'm going to be a witness to his greatness. I'm going to be a witness to his mercy. I'm only going to speak all the good. All the bad can get behind me because it's working in my favor. I got, a lot, I got a lot of bad behind me, but I want you to know it's behind me. It's a part of my story, but it ain't the story. Go ahead, Pastor Robin. Upgrade. Just When it happens, it's going to be just like that. You ain't going to see it coming. You ain't going to know it's coming. You're just going to be handling God's business, and they're going to say, upgrade. That's what God was showing me. When Pastor Robin went and got on the plane, 
and they upgraded, and then Pastor Robin was saying, well, well, you know we're a silver medallion and all that, and that's why they did it too. I said, no, baby, they did it because God's upgrading. See, once we start trying to, once we take away the God factor, you're going to lose your faith in God. You're going to really start thinking it's your ability. I just believe God. I believe it don't have to go that way. I believe the plane could have went down while we have. I just believe it's God. God's keeping the pilot. God's keeping the plane. God's keeping my man. I'm a God man. I can't receive nothing else. Because that ain't how I got here. My family, that ain't how we got here. My wife was a lawyer. She was making good money. Took her off that job, retired her. When we retired her, we started the ministry. We didn't have nothing. But we had everything. That was just a season. God said, walk away from everything, and I'll give you more than what you had. You don't know. You don't know what God has for you. Stop tripping. Shut your mouth. Shut down. Don't de- Some of you married, don't destroy your marriage. You're complaining to your wife. You're complaining to her. You're scheming. You're a schemer. Today, get delivered from being a schemer. You're trying to outslick your boss. You're trying to outslick your pastor. You're trying to outslick other people. You're going to outslick yourself. My grandmother used to tell me, she said, boy, you so slick. You're going to out-slick yourself. And I did. Humble. I didn't know my spiritual father used to always talk to me about humility. I didn't understand. He would always say, son, the key to being blessed in God, stay humble. No matter what God give you, stay humble. He said, you'll watch. He said, as God blesses you, you'll see people have have way less than you, and they'll be arrogant, and they'll be cocky. You'll see women that get prideful when they get a little money, a little business. You'll see men that get cocky, and God said, he said, son, no matter what God gives you, stay humble. And that's what I've done over the years, and that's why when God gave me nice cars, whatever, I didn't have to take it to him. I knew how to pray over a car. My humility took it to him. Oh, God, you didn't. It kept, man, I, if I told y'all everything that I do with my leaders, it would blow your mind. I ain't going to tell you because some of y'all will just do it because you heard me say it, but. Y'all be all lined up. It's easy for him to handle it with me because ain't a whole lot of people love on him the way that I love on him in private. Not what you do in front of everybody. To your neighbor, ain't what you do in front of everybody. Why you think you're going to see some folk go to church with you for 30 years and they're going to be in the same place. They're going to be happy though. One good thing about the joy of the Lord, you'll be happy if nothing ain't happen if you really tap in. I know some mothers and some folk, they've been in church 50 years, and they got more joy, they got less than you, give more than you, and it makes no sense. Sometimes y'all will see different mothers walk up here to me, they can't barely walk, and they're giving me a big seed. I just want to give this to you here and give this to pastor. What do they know? They got the joy. They, they understand this. I'm passing away from this side. This stuff don't mean nothing. The only reason I would keep all of it is so I can put it on myself to show other people I'm better than them. And you ain't better than nobody. Tell your neighbor, you ain't better than me. That's why you sit next to me. You're on the same row. But we all blessed. 
Now let's praise him together, but you ain't better than me. Better? Huh? And see, that's the blessed thing about having a real village and a real family in God. You get the privilege of watching everybody grow and mature and come and matriculate. You guys get a chance to watch me mature and grow. And we all matriculate. And you see God bless us different in every season. You're going to see some people in this ministry. They're going to look like they were never going to get married. And all of a sudden, you're going to be at their wedding. You're going to be like, wow. Come on. Y'all remember Michael? Yeah. Michael, wave your hand, son. We knew him before Selena knew him. We knew him before Selena came. I used to take his black book. I used to have to burn it up. Am I telling the truth, son? He was a professional Pentecostal church player, player. Wasn't no sister walking out of here without no umbrella. I bet you you don't get no umbrella now unless he's next to you. Selena, Selena got them hips on lock. Look at it. He ain't going no further than the parameter. Look at Selena. She's like, I got this. You knew him before I was in the next chapter. But the key to humility is just remembering. As long as I remember, as long as he remembers, as long as you remember, no matter what God takes you, no matter what God gives you, you know it's God and keep bringing his portion to the altar. You will live. A fabulous life. Go ahead, read Pastor Rock. I love y'all. You guys are great people. In Christ, you're God's children. Greater is in your future. But if you don't do anything when you leave here, nothing is going to happen when you leave here. Turn around three times. Roll on a four or five. Bring $1,000 to the altar. And God will bless you. But what God wanted to do is limited by what you won't do. But he loves all of us. And even if you have more than everybody on your road, you're no different. You're a child of God. And when you die, you leave it all. And most of us going to leave it to children and folks that are ungrateful, that are not responsible as you were to build what you built, and they take it over, and they, they, be, they go through it in three months. I know parents who have died and lost their chi- left their children hundreds of thousands, millions. After they get through fighting over it, hating each other for the rest of their lives, they get their portion, they blow it, They destroy whatever family business was left over because they have no desire for it, and then it's gone. It died with mama. It died with daddy. Once you understand that everything on this side is passing away, you won't give it more worth than you give God. Go ahead, Pastor Robin. The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, uh-huh. and he delights in his way. Uh-huh. Though he fall, he shall not be utterly cast down, for the Lord upholds him with his hand. Even when he makes mistakes, even when he falls, a righteous man, God will pick him back up. 
God will keep him. God will sustain him. I thank God for God's sustaining power. Read on. I have been young and now am old, uh -huh. yet I have not seen the righteous forsaken. That's all I've been saying for the last 20 minutes. I've been in, in this 30 plus years now. I ain't going to say I'm old, but I'm older. And I've never seen. The, I didn't say church folk that go to church, that play church, they in, they own, they, they in and they're out. You got to stay in his, in his hand to stay in his plan. Point at somebody, even if it's a child, you got to stay in God's hand to be in God's plan. And even if you leave it, he still loves you. We know this because the Bible said if you make your bed in hell, God said, he said, I'll be there. Now I can't get you out of there. I can't bring you. Why? Because that was your choice. You made a permanent decision over a temporary moment. What did I just read to you a moment ago? While life on earth is just the dress rehearsal before the real production, you will spend far more time on the other side of death in eternity than you will here. Christ came to give us life and that the more abundantly. He wants us to experience all God has for us here and now. The love of God, the peace of God, the joy of God, God's abundant health and strength and all the blessings of prosperity. Since the Lord is our shepherd and we do not want, then we are called to experience the fabulous life. You can't beat God. God's got a plan that, that's greater than the plan of your life expectancy on this side. Life after death is more real than life on this side. On this side, we just existing. On this side, you buy in time. On this side, you just going through the motion. But eternity, you will be rewarded for what you do with your time on earth. Let me say this again. You will be rewarded by what you do with your life on earth. Do you live your life on earth to please God? Do you live your life on earth to line up with God's promises for your life? He said, great is the reward. Go to Hebrews eleven six. 6. Said he will reward you. But what I love about God is, James, he will bless you on this side. He will bless you in your coming. I'm going to show you in Deuteronomy in a moment. He said, I'll bless you. He said, look at Job. He blessed Job. He blessed Job in the earth and Job is still blessed. Job is with God now. He blessed Abraham. He said, Abram, if you walk away from your family for me and you serve me and you live for me, he said, I'll bless you. He said, I'll bless your water. I'll bless your meat. He said, I'll bless them that bless you. He said, I'll even take care of your haters. You won't even have to worry about your haters. I'm, I want you to understand this new level that God's going to bring you into if you desire to step over into it. Your haters are going to have to get right with you. Oh, shut up, People are praying you come down, but you're going to come up and they're going to go down and God is going to allow them to be able to look up and see you. Abraham was blessed. Job was blessed. Daniel was blessed. Anybody in the Bible that served God, God blessed them. God prospered them, but they went through hell, but they came out in heaven. Jesus 
Craig, get ready. That production you did the other day was great, but God said greater. Oh, God said greater. I'm telling you, keep doing the vision. Keep moving forward. It's going to get greater and greater and greater. Why? It's the assignment. It's better to say yes than no and something be blowing up. I've experienced this thing. You can't beat him. And I know too much about him. You can't make me doubt him. I sat in services where God had me say stuff and people laughed at it. Walked out. I said, God said he's about to raise up a black man and allow him to, to be in the White House. Everybody, man, people was laughing, getting up, walking out of church while they was laughing. Even some called son, son, spiritual sons and daughters. Did it happen? Yes, it happened. How many years ago was that that we had a black president now? Almost over eight years. Well, almost eight years. It happened. I told folks they weren't going to see no turnaround start happening in the city of Detroit. I said, God gave me a dream. He said it ain't going to happen until you get a white mayor in office. People got up and walked out. They said, he crazy. True prophets of God must sound crazy. They're prophesying stuff you ain't seen. That's why people try to get me to prophesy over uh, something they want to do. I can't prophesy. It would be a lie. Prophecy is when God say. So when I prophesy, God always say, stand still and see the saving grace of God. Stand still and see the salvation of God. Stand still. God said, I want you to believe me. Watch and see what I do. I don't want to watch and see what you will do. I want you to watch and see what I'll do. The steps of the righteous have been ordered to the Lord. Go ahead and read that Hebrews eleven six. 6. Upgrade time. Huh, some of y'all get a chance to see that suite that me and mom were in. God, God, God's been upgrading us like that for how many years? We've been going there 10 years. Just keep upgrade, upgrade, just upgrade, just upgrade, just upgrade. You step out and God just upgrade. He'll give you the best of the best. But I, there's a hotel on 8 Mile, motel on 8 Mile, um, right before you get to Greenfield. It's right next to one of them hydro buildings, but it's a raggedy motel. Been there for years. I used to stay in that motel. People see me coming out that motel, they laughed at me. But that motel was wonderful for me if you've ever been homeless. So when people see me now, 30 plus years, well, this was always in the chapter. I would hear God say, keep praising, keep believing, keep serving, keep honoring. That's what he gave me. I don't care what people say. You go to all the great conferences. You can go to the next great bishop, the next great prophet, the next great apostle. But where did God sit you? Where did God seat you? Where did God release you? If you learn to grow, a seed can't grow if it keep uprooting and uprooting and replanting and replanting and uprooting. Oh, it's quiet in here now. Oh, it's quiet. What? How marriage going to get good if you keep quitting and going to the next one? You're on your fifth one, and it ain't going to be no better than the first. Matter of fact, you're going to find out the first one was probably your best one. You just wasn't ready for it. 
Is it possible to have had something good you wasn't ready for? Absolutely. Fabulous. We're talking about the fabulous life. Because when you get this, you go, I'm telling you. So if you're on your second, third, or fifth, today it can, it, it can become your best. You can't appreciate the one you're in if you, you know, go back a few and be like, okay, I missed it there, I missed it there. I'm not going to miss it here. I'm not going to miss it here. This is a new season. It's a new day. It's a new time. New anointing. Fresh wind. New blessings. Go ahead, honey. We got it. They got to go cook their barbecue. <laughs> Hebrews 11.6. But without faith, it is impossible to please him. If you don't believe, listen to me. All eyes up to this altar for me. Let me see your little beady eyes. Stop acting like you, you're all deep on your phone or your notes. Look up. Just look up for a moment. Let's, let's be real. Let's talk. If you don't believe... First, that God is real. You go to church a long time and not believe. Please look at me. We're having class. That's why people, they get persuaded to become all kind of other stuff. They start off a Christian. Next, you know, they all of my bamba. And, you know, I ain't attacking no religious. I ain't going to call out no names, but y'all know what I'm saying. Because they're, they're easily persuaded. Because they, maybe they went to a church and all they did was jump and shout. And then they hear something powerful and they be like, woo. I'm powerful like that? Yes, you are powerful like that. But look at me. If you don't believe that God is, and if you don't believe as a Christian that Jesus Christ is his son, and if you don't believe that he came and died and rose for you to take away the sins of the world, for, and let's make it personal, took it away for you, then how are you going to believe that anything else he has for you is ever going to come true. I made up in my mind, I did, because I asked God, I said, God, because I had, I had Muslim friends, I had Nation of Islam friends, I had Hebrew friends, I had all kind of friends, and at the time, I wasn't, I was young, I wasn't going nowhere, but I grew up Jehovah Witness, so I was confused, because I said, God, my life is a mess, and I want to get it right, but I don't know which God you are. True story. So God said to me, put me to the test. And I did, and he gave me a model, and he said, now follow what I have been presenting to you when ain't nobody looking. He said, don't worry about this Sunday business stuff. <laughs> he said, watch what happens when an apostle gets in his van with his tribe. Get a tribe. When, that, when he pulled out, everybody pulled out. God says, a lot of them are doing it for him. So I'm going to bless them with a measure, because I told Abraham, I'll bless them that bless you. He said, but if they would do it unto me from their heart, because this is what he told me, he said, even though they're doing it for him, he said a lot of their hearts wasn't right toward him. They wanted what he had, but they didn't want him. 
go over here. Let me go. They, didn't, they didn't want him and Dr. Beverly per se. They wanted what they saw on them, but they didn't want them. And he said, I know it because they don't want me. Because when they come after me, I make their hearts right toward their leader. And then I make their heart right toward their mates and toward their children and toward, because most parents don't realize they love them children, their children for themselves. They don't want their children to embarrass them because they're connected to them. So they're going to work hard for their children to look good if they can because it's for them. It has nothing to do with their salvation. Has, they don't give them to God. So I'm presenting a gospel to you that causes you to get on the altar and give yourself to God. That causes you to get your children. The Bible said Job's children would party. And after the party, he would consecrate and give an offering. Because he didn't want them to miss it with God. Did he do that just for them? Or did he do that because his relationship with God was so thick? He wanted to please God at all times. It was about the God factor. So when God told the devil, he said, where you been? So he said, I've been all over the earth looking for who I can devour. He said, have you considered? My servant Job, he's a righteous man. He does it for me. He doesn't do it to be seen. He doesn't do it for what he can get. He doesn't do it for no things or the stuff that I've given him. He said, I've given it to him because he's given me himself. The fabulous life is when we understand I can't beat God at loving me taking care of me, covering me, sustaining me, delivering me, bringing me through, bringing me out, making me the head, not the tail, blessing my seed to be the lender and not the borrower, blessing my seed, seed. Oh, this... Danny, did you hear what your seed put up on? Jordan put up on social media, Facebook, yes, last Sunday. He said, I'm in my, in, my, in my apartment. He goes to Morehouse in Atlanta. He said, I'm in my apartment. I got five of my friends with me. We watching Word in Action. We watching church. He said, because we in my apartment. And that's what we do in my apartment. This is a college student. He said, this is what we do in my apartment on Sunday because I've been trained by Apostle Clarence Langston, Pastor Robin, my mama Danny, and my grandmother May, that we pray, we praise, and we go to church on Sunday. So like it or not, if you in my, he in college. And I laughed because he said they seemed to like it, but it really didn't even matter. <laughs> Woo, Jesus. God's got your back. He's upgrading you. It's about to get sweeter. It's going to get sweet. And, and this is the crazy thing. Some people say, you know, sometimes I get texts from people, you know, Pastor, I heard you say it's going to get sweeter and sweeter. And, and I want to believe, but, you know, I've been around you all these years and it haven't gotten sweeter. Guys, there's times I almost want to cry. 
because I'll be praying for them after I get the text that God don't remove the head. Because I know myself what God did for you. How dare you? You might not have got the 10 million yet, but you're still here. And if you're still here, there's another chapter. Shut your mouth before you curse yourself. In the Bible, we can't go there now. Job, Job gets, you know, the devil, God lets the devil touch his body and he gets this infirmity. And basically, his wife and his friends say, You listen, you might as well curse God and die. And Job getting ready to open his mouth because he's ready to die because he's going through. You ever went through so much you think, you know what, maybe it'd be better if I was dead. I don't know about you, I've had some times in my life. Y'all heard my testimony. I put a gun onto my head. I said, Maybe it would be better. Job got to that place and God. God shut his, God, God favored him so much, God said, shut your mouth, Job. Some of us ain't got that kind of favor yet that we hear God. <laughs> so you need somebody in your life that loves you. Shut your mouth. Joyce Myers wrote a book, Me and My Big Mouth. Shut your, you talk to, you get in what you saying because you talk too much and you ain't talking faith you talking doubt and unbelief you forgot what God did for you you forgot how God sustained you you forgot when you didn't have a job you forgot when you didn't have money you forgot when you wanted to give up on life now you're ready to throw in the towel because you didn't you spoiled but we all been there <laughs> including me <laughs> I remember some 30-something men now, but I remember that first year, second year, that fifth year, and God asked me, he said, are you going to be a, a murmur and a complainer, or are you going to be a believer that believes me? He said, I can't bless you if you don't believe me. And so now, 30 plus in, babies, I can tell you, I've had some brothers and sisters in Christ who had great gifts, great talents, great abilities, but what they didn't have was honor, faith. And belief in God like they say they thought they did. Their decisions and choices spoke very loud by the moves they made when they felt the way they felt. Because I found out by God, when you at your lowest, don't make a move. You're going to be making all kind of moves because you don't know what move to make. All right, let me get ready. Let me get it I want. I just want y'all to get it because whether you get it or not, I'm still, as long as God give me breath, I'm still going to be standing here doing this hopefully 20 years from now, 30 years from now, 40 years from now, huh? Y'all wheel me in. Somebody else pass me every now and then. Give me the mic. I'll say, won't he do it? I bet it won't he do it? God loves you. The reason I minister the way I do is because Pastor Rob and I, we love you, we love God, we love the assignment. And that's why sometimes we'll get on you because we'll say, you can't make it about you and expect God to make it about you. It doesn't go that way. But when you, huh? When you put God first, God will do the miraculous in your life. Come on, y'all seen so many miracles here. You trying to tell me God can't fix that situation? Maybe he ain't shifted it yet because he's waiting for you to shift for the next chapter.
ahead, honey. Hebrews 11, 6. And, and keep reading that for a moment. Then we all get some barbecue. Go ahead. But without faith, it is impossible to please him. Uh -huh. For he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of oh. those Read. who diligently seek him. Read it again. But without faith, it is impossible to please without him. Without faith, it's impossible to please him. Go ahead. For he who comes to God must believe that he is. You must believe that he is and that he's a rewarder of them that diligently seek him and that God really is about righteousness and holiness. That's why when you see folks preaching any other gospel, I don't care how, don't look at the size, just the size of the ministry or the car they drive. It can be mega and God still saying no. What does your life look like when you walk out the door? Don't worry about this platform. When I get through, what I give you is what I do when I walk out the door. Anybody that knows Pastor Robin and I, this is how we, Minister Priest works in my home, she'll tell you, I've never seen nothing like this before. This is how I live, what you see. But this here, I'm just ministering. I don't walk around my house ministering like this. I walk around my house living what I'm ministering. You understand what I'm saying? So if a man wants to learn how to treat a woman, honey, can he, is it good for him to listen to me or no? If a man needs to know how to treat his woman. Absolutely. Why do you say absolutely like that? <laughs> got to play with it for a minute. We about to get out of here. I got to play with it for a minute. <laughs> she didn't just say yeah. She said, what did you say first? She a lawyer. She got to hear. She ain't going to incriminate herself. You say absolutely. Absolutely. Now, why you say absolutely? Because you're just a good man. I mean, you treat me great. So, so women, y'all need to be pushing y'all man or be praying for a man that's listening to me because you don't just need a man messing around with you. You don't need nobody playing with you. You need somebody taking care of you. Women, you need a good woman that's a model. You don't need nobody trying to look like her, act like her. You need somebody that got the goods. She got the goods. It don't matter what I say, what did God say? Who did God give you? God will give you what you need. Tell your neighbor, God will give you what you need and more. God will give you what you need and more. God will give you what you need and more. You know, I seen, you know, uh, I'm going to have her repeat that scripture and we're going to close right here. But I just wanted to share because as God upgrades you, I've seen one of the greatest fatalities in, in, in the church is people, is people quit or throw in the towel or, uh, or switch the plane before the plane gets to the destination, believing it wasn't taking them to the right place. Oh, that was good. Um, <laughs> um, as I grew in ministry, guys, God just put on my heart for me to be sharing what I'm sharing today. That's what I'm sharing what I'm sharing because most people never get a chance to get to chapter to the chapters that's in front of them you know let's thank God for Ramonte he just got his bachelor's degree yeah praise God for that but listen I just want to use that for illustration he got that he, he got that certificate only for one reason you know I thank him he's smart but he ain't the smartest guy in the room he got it because he didn't quit 
I can't tell you one thing. 30 plus years, I, I kept serving God and righteously. I'm, you know, by God's grace, I haven't cheated on my wife. I haven't desired to cheat on my wife. haven't cheated on God. I, I'm not in it for the money. I'm not in it for notoriety. I don't want people to love me or like me. I don't care. I don't give a flip. I'm not looking to be accepted. Um, I'm not trying to be the next greatest prophet or apostle. I'm just glad that I'm going to heaven and that I'm in the room. I said all that to say, y'all safe. There ain't no hidden agendas. I don't want the boys in the room. I don't want the girls in the room. I don't want your wife or your husband. I'm good, right? That's a safe place. But what I do have, I desire for you to have. And the first thing is that relationship with God. I said all that to say that I've seen so many of my spiritual siblings <clears throat> walk away from my spiritual parents and they just look dry. They try to make me see, you know, if I see them, they try to, you know, they want to feel like they're happy and got joy and they're living the best life. But they look in the eyes. Once you get out of the book, it doesn't matter. You can go to this church, that church. Oh, it's just so fun over here. That's all great. But are you in the book? Are you a part of the chapters that God, are you that next Daniel? Are you that next Jeremiah? Are you that? <laughs> yes, you are. But it's sticking to it. It's going through it. But you're going to come out on top. That's why when that person asked me, they say, what would you? I couldn't answer because it would only be me out of here. There's nothing else for me. He has always made a way. He has always been my source. He has always been my way maker. He has. And for me to look back now and try to figure it all out. Now I'm for all the promotions he got for me in the future, but it's got to come for him, but I got to do something. But I can't imagine it happening without me serving him. Come on, let's praise God. 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 Come on, let's praise Him. God is so worthy. Hallelujah. There's some people in here right now, and you say, Apostle, the word that you, the Lord had you minister today, I know it was God because it's, it's touched me in my home. Those of you that may be streaming in my car, you that's in this sanctuary, it touched me. It touched me in a deep place. It made me reevaluate my life, my purpose, my goals. Because even though some people in here, you may be happy, you may have good money or good people in your life, there's something missing. There's no inspiration. I don't feel inspired anymore. But today, when you share that word, it touched me, it convicted me. God's going to do something great in your life. Just come to this altar. You already know who you are. Just come quickly. Any sickness in your body, you want prayer. Any of you, just come. Just come to this altar. Just come, wherever you are. Just come to the altar. Lift your hands toward heaven. God's going to do something for you. But you have to be willing to allow him to come into your heart. I'm just a vessel. I'm just a messenger. 
but those of you, any of you have known me any length of time, I've been doing this for, for quite a while now, and I've been consistent in my message, in God's purpose. You can just bring, all come, yep, all you guys just come. And I want you to know, when you let God in your heart, not just come to an altar for someone to, expecting somebody to touch you or, and I, and I am going to pray for you, but God is the healer. God is the deliver, deliverer. And it's according to our faith. And it's according to our desire to want to let God in. Father, I thank you for these, your children. I cover them with the blood of Jesus. I decree and declare that they are blessed in their bodies. They are blessed in their minds. I thank you that doctor's reports are going to change in their favor. I decree and declare a new heart and a fresh start. Fathers, I'm looking in the spirit. Some of them have a broken heart where people have forsaken them and left them. Some of them have a broken heart where they have tried to do things in their own strength and they feel so empty and so alone. Father, I thank you for your supernatural strength being released in that broken place even now. Father, I thank you for filling them again. That's it. Open your heart. Let them come in. And forgive those that have hurt you. Some of you are very angry. I see you on the altar. You have a lot of anger. Forgive and release them that have hurt you, that have lied on you, that have left you. God told me to tell you, didn't he say he'll never leave you, nor would he forsake you? Father, we thank you for your supernatural strength even now. On behalf of Apostle Clarence Langston and Pastor Robin Langston, we want to thank you for joining us for our Sunday worship experience. We invite you to join us every Sunday at 11 a.m., every Tuesday at 7 p.m. for our Transformation Tuesday Bible study, and Monday through Friday at 7 a.m. you can catch All Things New Apostles Morning Inspiration Show. Until next time, be blessed.